Hello friends and welcome to episode number three of Queer to Queer podcast. My name's Hannah, they, them. I'm a 29-year-old trans non-binary person and your host. Join me as I talk to queer people about their work, creativity, community, relationships, inspirations and, well, queerness. In these episodes, we're meeting artists featured in Bine Artery, an exhibition hosted by my pal Kate at Black Paper UK to showcase the art of transgender, non-binary and gender diverse artists. It's running in Liverpool until the 5th of August 2021. You can book a viewing by emailing kate.yoko at yahoo.co.uk. In this episode, we've got Ollie, they're 21 from Liverpool, just graduated with a photography degree and they are not here to pull punches. Buckle up, you guys. But I also, it's essentially any pronoun apart from she. <laughs> it's like any pronoun apart from she. So, like, I use they, them mainly because um, I'll tell other, like, gender diverse people any pronouns other than she, and they instantly get it. Yeah. To cis people, you have to be very direct. You're like, they, them. Because mm-hmm. if you give them any liberties, they're just gonna go with the default. They're gonna look at you and be like, you look femme, she. You look mask, so it's very like you know they them but to like I use any pronouns just nice she her I am non-binary I'm like a trans non-binary person um I know there's some non-binary people that don't like using the word trans and that's completely fine I just relate to being trans non-binary mm-hmm. and that's yeah. that's it but everyone's different but yeah 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 to me <laughs> I just I need to remind you that this is an audio format and not I know, but I, have, and I have to do it. I have to do it. So if I if you, it's like it's pause, cool. it's me doing a peace sign. Yeah. Because it's like I'll get a soundboard and it's just like peace sign, peace sign. You can have a button. I've, let's just invent that. If so, if the production manager could just do that right now, that would be great. <laughs> so um, tell yeah. us about the piece that you're bringing to the exhibition and what it means to you. Um, so this is the piece I'm bringing into the exhibition, it's like a backup piece, so originally I was going to bring in um, three self-portraits that kind of look into how I identify in a very kind of like visual way, mm-hmm. in a very kind of like very blatantly obvious way yeah. of how I identify, but because of health reasons I, I just didn't, yeah. um, very tired after uni, so I decided to go through um, all the film archive that I have from like the past three or four years that I've shot and I like put together kind of like different combinations and I have two film images that I shot on a point and shoot camera 35mm film and looking at them blatantly you wouldn't think oh this is just a nice picture of someone in the back of their head and a picture of like a building and like ooh but to me there's elements that very much so I identify within my own gender identity and it's a very 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 abstract look on how I view my gender yeah so very abstract but I feel like other non-binary people and trans people will look at it and kind of get it could you give us like a little taste a little example yeah so there's so one of the I'm not in any of the pictures Mm -hmm. which makes it even more hilarious um but one of them is literally a picture that i took of my friend and you can't see her face and it's the back of like her body and it's just like it's shot really grainy and 
it looks really nostalgic mm-hmm. and I don't know how to describe it but it's almost like I'm nostalgic for who I want to be in a way mm-hmm. so looking at it, it it very much looks like it was shot in the 90s and it's really grainy there's kind of like a halo-y effect because of like the um, the film and obviously the flash from the camera right. and it's I'm looking at it and I'm nostalgic for who I am not if that right. makes sense so like who I am now, like in my body, it's not who I want to be essentially. Like mm-hmm. there's obviously some like maybe there's like some things that I need to do, maybe there's like hormones that I wanna go on and get surgery in some way. Mm-hmm. So it's almost nostalgic of who I want to be and it's like a very dreamy look on certain elements of myself mm-hmm. in a very obscure way. Yeah. In. But I feel like other trans people will be able to like see that because mm. I haven't put it in like the artist statement that it's nostalgic in any way so it's kind of open for interpretation mm. so whenever people see this they'll probably know like the full yeah. thing behind it but it's very open to interpretation it's mm. so you can look at it in any way you want yeah. Yeah. Um, so before we were recording you were yeah. saying that um, <laughs> that photography is your number one yeah um, is that essence about photography perhaps that draws you so much I think it's very weird because I came from an art and design background so I studied art in high school and during A-levels mm-hmm. and I always picked like the political topics because I was a wordy kid and I was like a Maori kid and I just wanted to like shout at people and tell them about the wrongs in the world and how they can do better because everyone was just blatantly ignoring the like wrongs in the world and I realised that a good way to kind of show people was through photography and so I went and decided I'm going to do photography did a foundation course and I didn't it's weird I didn't really fall in love with photography until first year of uni oh really and it's very funny because I just decided I'd go do photography Mm because I liked it, I liked taking pictures, so I went and did it. And then I started to realise how much power was in it during my second and third year. Yeah. My dissertation was looking at how photography can be effective in helping trans and gender diverse people express themselves mm-hmm. and how it can essentially be a lifeline for people. It's a power given to you. You have the power to show who you are mm-hmm. through the lens of a camera. And... In, in all its forms, it doesn't have to be like a DSLR, like hefty camera yeah. that professional uses. It can literally be a selfie on a phone, but the way you combine other elements such as makeup, clothing, in how you express yourself, combining that with taking a photo is a very, very powerful tool mm. for trans and gender diverse people as you are then able to capture who you are and who you want to be being able to look back on that is a very powerful thing in helping people move forward and helping people just survive and live yeah. and it was during kind of during my third year of university and looking and researching for my dissertation and interviewing people and taking photographs of people that I've realized how powerful photography can be mm-hmm. and it just it's 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 a weird one because I chose a hobby as a life as, as my job yeah um, so it's very weird it's, a, it's just very relaxing. It's frustrating and relaxing at the same yeah. time. Like, just taking a picture of a tree, relaxing, I can, like, look at something <laughs> and I automatically know whether it's going to be a good picture or not just because mm. of... Sorry. Just because <laughs> of how I've kind of been 
trained and educated yeah I can like look at something and I know whether that's going to be like abstract or like aesthetically pleasing there is a relaxing nature to photography and it is just kind of that power of being able to like control everything in the lens I'm a very arty person so I do a lot of set building as well oh wow and I'm like I've had like a few experiences being like an art director and I'm very like, I'm a Virgo, so I'm meticulous about everything. <laughs> so I'm very like mm, finicky and stuff yeah. like that. But I also, not until recently, I was saying before recording that I realized how much of the art I've actually done when it's like self-portraits and stuff, mm. how much of it is actually looking to how I view myself and identity and looking into kind of like trans bodies and my body and how I, kind of interpret it and how I want to look and stuff like that and it's very interesting like I didn't I said I didn't realize until recently how much being like non-binary actually is ingrained into my art that Mm. is it's very weird like actually realizing it and you're like oh shit okay Mm. anticipating my future questions and answering them out (laughs) of order so I'm furious so I mean, you just said you did. <laughs> How do you find that your queerness comes through in your art? Sometimes there's not like an obvious reference to queerness, mm. and sometimes there is. Yeah. So in some of my projects, there's a very direct link to queerness where it's very obvious, mm-hmm. and it's like a main running theme throughout it. And then there's differences. Not differences. There's the other side of the coin yeah. where it's like there's subtle influences, whether it's kind of like fashion because fashion photography is the main avenue that I went down, fashion and portrait photography. So looking into that, there's times where I've like, I should say photographed, not shot, because the amount of times I've said I've shot people and they've been like, what? And I'm like, it's some photography. I'm sure that's a common photography problem. It is just being like, oh no, I just shot someone the other day and they're like, what? I'm like, no. Context clues, my friend. <laughs> yes. Um, but there's sometimes where I've been like photographing someone and I've drawn in kind of like queer, more feminine elements of that person's more masculine presenting. Masculine masculine presenting. I like presenting. Presenting. Oh, I'm gonna use that from now on. There was one series that I did where I shot a friend of mine on Polaroids mm. and I got him in this very frilly high neck college shirt and yeah. I put him in a corset and I like it was very kind of like uh, debauched, kind of like uh, very kind of like queer eighteen hundreds, like yes. in public in a garden, like he was lying on the grass. Oh it was kind of like looking into the sun, and it was you can like looking at it. It's fashion. It's a fashion photography. It's more experimental. It's shot on a Polaroid, yeah. but you can tell there is a queer influence in it mm. by the way of like. The placement of hands kind of like the delicate nature it's almost soft and feminine but you have very obviously kind of like stereotypical quotations yeah. um masculine ele- elements of like his facial hair his like eyebrows like the strong facial like masculine features right. but it's kind of offset with like lipstick kind of slightly smudged like a corset like a very like vampiric ruffle like <laughs> collar shirt like but there's like queer elements in most of the work that I do whether the people I shoot being queer themselves it will always have queer elements because it's shot from the eye of a queer person love that love yeah. that that's becoming a theme in these yeah. interviews yeah. obviously it's like I could shoot um, a person and a 
cis straight person could shoot the same person, like photograph the same person. And there will obviously be two different viewpoints. Yeah. There will obviously be queer elements in how I dress the person and pose the person compared to the straight person. There will always be a queer element because I am it's, I am a queer. It's your perspective, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, yeah, it's that's what art is. Perspective person. So sharing art. Perspective person for a, like, a, like a queer person. Yeah. So it's whether I intended mm-hmm. for there to be, like intentionally put a very noticeable queer stereotype mm-hmm. or something. We've been calling them Easter eggs. Easter eggs. <laughs> whether, whether I put a very queer Easter egg yeah. in a photograph or not. There will always be an element of queerness mm-hmm. within my art, whether I'm shooting a straight person or a gay person or... When they write about you in the books, oh, the queerness issue is... The queerness right is there. That is right. Very right an important context. It is. That is very much what is in there. What about the flip side, right? Mm-hmm. Do you find your artistic practice, perhaps, and experience comes through in your queerness? It's... Uh, yeah, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's very... Yeah, how I, I mean, I'm dressed quite cleanly today. But we were joking about wearing some oh, kind we of non-binary person uniform. <laughs> we both sat down and we're both wearing slightly baggy jeans, a white t-shirt, and I didn't wear my docks today, and they're wearing their docks. You do have white I do have white high top converse. Colourful socks. With, with colourful socks. Amazing. With the slight tattoos on the arms. Easter eggs. Easter eggs. Queen Easter eggs. I was also wearing a flannel today, and I have a tote bag, so... There we go, there we go. I guess, are we saying that... <laughs> the way that we choose to present ourselves in the world is fucking art. Yes, basically. Yes. <laughs> very recently, I've seen it's a very more artistic way, mm-hmm. and it's experimenting more with color and kind of patterns and designs. Yeah. I feel like when you get more comfortable in how you identify, you start dressing more comfortable in who you want to be. One hundred percent. Yeah, and it's it's very weird because not to get. Please get whatever. Dark. Um, but with <laughs> like the recent like hate crimes with towards gay yes. people, it's really hard. Like I feel like straight people and especially like straight cis people don't understand this. Like they can be allies all they want, but they will never understand the fear and like I went to the protest protesting and showing kind of like that we are not afraid of hate crimes. Yeah. But the fear in the morning of being like okay, how do I dress? Because I know I'm going to have to go home on the train alone. Right. How do I dress where I can be noticeably gay presenting because I'm not afraid when I'm surrounded by other queer people. But then I can quickly take it off. But I can quickly kind of like hide markers where I know I'm not going to get like hate crimes. And it's kind of weirdly fortunate that I am more femme presenting at the moment. I know what I mean. I'm not going to be singled out. Like, I have slightly... Like, I have longer hair, and... You can pass as cis. I can pass as cis. Yeah, it's a weird, like, cis passing. Like, I do have that privilege, and I do use it to kind of, like, bring the questions to, like, cis people and, like, challenge them about um, trans rights and trans issues because I'm a bit more sneaky in how I can, (laughs) like, slither my way into, like, those spaces. But trying to express who you are without being visibly queer is a very it's a tightrope. It is. It's a it's a, 
a rock and a hard place you're stuck between because you want to be who you are but you don't want to be singled out and it's it's hard it's like a bitter edge to like happy queer stuff mm -hmm. as well for me so maybe i'm gonna spend the day hanging out with a bunch of queer mates and we're gonna be being our like beautiful you know loud ridiculous queer selves dressed like the Easter Rabbit, let's say. <laughs> We're running with this metaphor. Yes. <laughs> in the periphery of your eyes, you like, how are we being be... observed? Yeah. I, I taste the sweetness of like queer friendship and joy yeah. all the more so because, you know, what's that Terry Pratchett quote? You know, we didn't know about the darkness until we saw the light. Like, yeah. It's yeah. like, it's, it's a weird, it is bittersweet. It's weird, like getting more queer friendships mm. and being involved with more queer people and like organizations and groups is amazing and then you come away from that and you realize how bigoted the world actually is towards you and you're shocked it when i came out someone told me that my identity was new and i was like it's not new like <laughs> like i realized i was non-binary since i was 14 like you, you want tumblr at 14 and you shouldn't be and you see the word and you're just like what's this and you look it up mm -hmm. and you're like oh shit this is me oh wow i, I found a label and labels can be amazing and sometimes you don't want them it's something you can google when you don't yes. know anything about it labels That's is what good I about a label yeah i don't really i like ugh, call myself queer now for the majority of it like, i love the vagueness i love the vagueness <laughs> and i don't have to directly put a label if someone asks i say i'm like trans non-binary and that's perfectly fine um but if two other queer people, I'm just like, I'm queer. Right. Because I don't really know what my gender is or what my sexuality is. I just, I love who I love and I am who I am, essentially. Right. It's full stop. <laughs> like, I'm not hurting anybody with how I act. I'm like, I'm just being me. Because, cause, that's a full stop sentence. now because of the pandemic trans mm. people are being like in our own bubble and there's more people there's more like trans non-binary people realizing they are trans non-binary mm -hmm. because, because we haven't been around people i feel mm -hmm. like when you're around people your mindset kind of is influenced obviously by the people you surround yourself yeah. with so when you're kind of locked away from that mm. you realize oh and you start to experience and you start to actually think and have critical thinking skills think. I'm, so i'm certainly one of the many 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 it seems <laughs> um lockdown queer babies it's, it's, <laughs> yeah but even when you aren't a lockdown queer baby and I'm very proud of the badge it was like going through lockdown i realized how much of my identity is actually rooted in queerness yeah and how angry i was at the world and how angry i are i am i was telling my mom this and i have become much more volatile <laughs> towards like other people like i don't really take shit anymore like i'll be nice yeah and i'll be polite i don't have to be that's something that i've that was a character that i don't play anymore yeah really? it's like i'm not being like the nice quiet palatable trans person mm -hmm. i'll be the nice quiet but quiet tr palatable trans person yeah. when i know it can benefit mm -hmm. the community yeah but if i but but i don't have to be mm -hmm. i can be the volatile trans non-binary queer person mm. and curse you out and fucking blow the roof off because that's who i am i'm a lot more <laughs> volatile in like a nice way yeah every queer friendship group has one of you ah, yes. that i am i am the violent <laughs> person in the friendship group so speaking of violence no <laughs> um, 
What is the best weapon? No. <laughs> mm. um, if you had to kill a man, Boris Johnson. Uh, um, I was going to ask what weapon would you use? And Boris oh. Johnson is a weapon! So that was a correct answer. Congratulations. True. I want to ask you um, what your like perfect creative space mm. would be like. Honestly, massive room, plants, box, open window because darkness gives me depression. <laughs> um, but honestly, the perfect queer space would be a space where everyone can be mm-hmm. who they are and there is no limitations on anything. It's like I'm going into teaching, so I'm very much a welcome all people yeah. as long as there's no bigotry, like no racism, no transphobia, yeah. no homophobia, no nothing. It's a space where you can come and you can share ideas and everyone is accepted. And there's also a place where there is help for people and there is a space that is welcoming. Mm -hmm. I don't like these kind of privileged spaces where you have to know who you are exactly Mm -hmm. to get in because no one automatically, no one knows who they are and it's like gender and sexuality is ever changing. Yeah. So... My perfect queer creative space is just a place where people can be themselves without fear of anything. And there is accurate representation for all areas of the queer community. Not just, like, cis white gays. (laughs) How much of a, like, an economic issue do you think it is? Like, I mean, I was talking to um, Harry in the last episode about privilege in performing arts right and how you know some people their parents are paying for their rent and their all of their classes Mm -hmm. so that you know they have more training and stuff so people from around here let's say Mm -hmm. are always a couple of steps down on the ladder but then before you were speaking about how photography is great because like you know you don't even need a fancy camera no that's Um, that's why i like photography mm -hmm. and i was i was talking to someone about this it's like no matter what socioeconomic background you come from if you have a camera in any way, it could be a phone camera, it could mm. be a bloody DS camera for whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. It's a way for you to express yourselves. Mm-hmm. And I hate, hate, hate the people that use their economic background to dunk on people of a lower economic yeah. status. I think because they it's don't stupid. even see it. They don't. Yeah. They don't. You have you have these white men, photog- white male photographers that come along and they the phallic symbols with their fucking sixteen inch camera lens, <laughs> and it's and it's stupid because you get looked down on because of your identity, because of where you're from. Right. I think, especially being from Liverpool, it's a very you're you learn from a young age mm. about your economic background yeah. and your socioeconomic background and where you come from, the privileges you do have and you don't have. Mm. And that is what I hate in some areas of the creative industry and the creative art world is this stupid privilege where your parents are paying for your rent and it's like mummy and daddy's money that's getting you into the art world. And I'm like, no, because you're you're creating mediocre white artwork, calling out Brooklyn Beckham here, your photography <laughs> shit. I could do a better job than you just because your dad's David Beckham. I'm having beef now. <laughs> But like, don't at us, David Beckham. Don't at us, David Beckham. Oh my Beckham. god, imagine if David Beckham added us. Oh my god, great exposure. David Beckham, don't at us, but do at us. Do at us. Do at us, actually, yeah, I want to have beef with your son. Um, no, but it's like, 
there are so you, you never know the talent that someone has mm. that is why that's why i said in like the perfect creative space there's no restrictions there isn't yeah. i would like being very real about this i want this to be a place i will make this a place there is funding for people and that's why i think i want to become a teacher and i want to be those that that person is i can give possibly give opportunities to children who have never had them before because yes. i was that kid that people kind of ignored right i was the quiet kid and so i want to give the opportunity to people that might not have it or might not get it yeah. because it's stupid like oh i'm getting ranty now fuming 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 in the art world there is a very aggressive economic kind of like divide well i was about to ask you what like the but also your art community can do better to support queer artists it sounds to me like pay them (laughs) pay them right pay them and also hire minorities Mm -hmm. Please hire people who have different expe- like yeah. experiences and viewpoints because art can never just be viewed through the eye of a cis white man or a cis white gay man. One kind of person. One it can't be like one kind of person. <laughs> art is subjective, so get different people. Right. Get different people with different identities. Please, I am begging you, <laughs> art, art world. I will not get on my hands and knees for you because you do not deserve it. But I will beg you. Oh my god, I don't feel that much. From standing up, I'm not You're starting a lot of fights on this oh, podcast you know about queer joy. Start, I started working out. <laughs> I started working out so when I actually tell people to fight me, I can fight them. <laughs> we love that for you. It's the only okay. reason I started working out. But yes, <laughs> hire different people yeah. and give opportunities to people who deserve it. Don't just give the opportunities to the rich people. Give opportunities to poor people, to people of different minorities, different yeah. groups, because how are you going to make art accessible if you're not going to provide opportunities to different people to widen the spectrum of art yeah. you can tell why i'm not teaching as a socialist in high school sip your latte i will warm oat latte die that is not a win for the games uh-huh. Whew, why did the zine they're gender described that i made or that i'm in the mm. process of creating this is you made it for your dissertation i made it for my dissertation yeah. so my dissertation was like half written dissertation half um project like practical and so from that i'm i didn't make it for it but it kind of evolved from yeah the project and it originally came about because it was like a nice idea to give to like the people who participated is a mm-hmm. physical present and they'd get like a print of the photograph that was taken of them. Nice. 
and it was like a coffee table book and they could have a part of it and I'm getting more artists to put in it so I want it to be a big collaborative thing so I have the photographs in it and that's, that's done it's like I'm just looking for artists to put in it so I'm hoping that during the exhibition I can get like network with the other artists yeah. and then their work can be put in the zine or it can be put in like a second issue but essentially I everyone who's a part of it would probably get a free copy mm -hmm. because it's a part of it and yeah. then possibly do pre-orders and then the money from that would go to go fundraise for trans people to get top surgeries and to get HTR because I want to give back to the community and that's what I want to do more of yeah. I want to do more artwork where it can actually benefit the community that I'm a part of whether it's my own kind of journey with like HTR or surgery whether it's mm -hmm. someone else's that can benefit because I saw a meme and it was essentially just the trans community passing around saying 20 pounds <laughs> to fund each other's surgeries which I mean it's not wrong mm. but it's essentially I want to create art to raise funds for other people amazing because uh, like you like I said it's like the queer community has always kind of helped themselves mm. albeit in a very kind of like clicky way because <laughs> as, as gays are very well, clicky. I mean you're saying clicky, I'm hearing community care, I'm yeah, hearing mutual aid. Exactly. You want, I want to be able to like give back to people who need it. Right. We only like each other sometimes, exactly. especially in the current climate in the newspapers and exactly. all that stuff. So that's what I want to do more of, create art for. Okay, so people. is that a, a call for people to get in touch with you to participate in the scene? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Cool, it I, is. Uh, but yeah, it, it's like a, any artist's work. I have someone amazing. who did poetry for it. I've done uh, this photography, there's kind of self-portraits that mm -hmm. are going to be a part of it. The first scene has a lot of my own work and I feel nice. a bit awkward about that so I'm just like dilute a little dilute it please the amount of photographs that are taken by me please dilute it no, no, no. Um, so <laughs> more just more pages more Generally. pages essentially yeah, it's yeah. like the more pages the better I want it Amazing. to be a very full artwork and Amazing. if you are trans or non-binary or a gender diverse artist uh -huh. please get in touch because I'd love to have talk with you about putting it in the zine yes we'll put oh, your socials and your contact info in the episode description and um uh, plug everything in a little minute before we. What was that little dance? You guys like, I mean, I, really I sit like house. a docker. I sit like a docker. It's like really low down to the table. My elbows are like fifty foot out. So wait, wait, wait. <laughs> taking up space. Taking up space. Let's see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Before Back we... on the horse. Back on the horse before we uh, lead into your plugs and stuff like that. Do you do you have a message for the queer art community? Oh, just fucking do it. <laughs> I'm back in swear because I swear a lot. Sorry, mom. Um, but just do it. Do whatever you want. Um, mm -hmm. What do you wish you'd have learned? What I wish I would have learned is that don't be afraid of hurting people. You are. Ooh. How very briefic and how very like blunt it can be. Like, I did not work and it was literally just fuck your cis feelings because I was so fed up of having to cater to cis people and fed up of having to like answer questions that were easily Googled or mm -hmm. that you could have just learned from like a YouTube video. Mm -hmm. And there's some that I didn't mind answering and there was some that I was just like, oh fuck, stop asking these questions. <laughs> I haven't slept in four days, leave me alone. <laughs> and um, 
It's not your job. It's not my job. Right. Like, I'm not your educator. Like, <laughs> God, scalps now. Pay me. Give me something. Buy me lunch. I'm hungry. Like, I got it. Yeah. But okay, like, so to gay people. To, to gay queer people, people. To queer people, don't be afraid to who you offend with your art. Someone's going to be offended no matter what. Yeah. Just don't, obviously, be bigoted in your artwork. Try your best. Try your best, but don't be bigoted <laughs> in your artwork. Like, just, just don't, haven't you seen the infographics on Instagram? Haven't you seen the infographics? <laughs> okay. Obviously. But yeah, don't be afraid to offend people with your art because someone's going to be offended no matter what. Do it for your community and yourself. Yes. What's that? What a sound bite. Mm. Peace sign. Peace sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, well, let's um, do some plugs, please. What? Where are we following you? Uh, in, in, on the internet and in real life. So, please don't I, say your address. Um, so I've got two Instagram accounts, one's like a professional one and one's like a more personal one mm-hmm. where I just rant. Um, so the personal one is underscore MMD underscore. The professional one is MM underscore Dignan. Spelt dig like you're digging a hole uh, and nan like your nan. <laughs> you would be surprised the amount of people that spell your last name oh wrong. So two words, whack them together. Dig, dig nan, nan, whack them wow. together. Um, I'll Title this in the episode description as <laughs> well. Thank you. Um, I have a website which is just, uh, I think it's like Ollie Dig Photo or something like that. Uh, oh, yeah, it is. I've got it written here. Oh, WordPress.com. <laughs> um, and so I have a blog there where I just kind of like rant and do like more ranty stuff where I'm like, uh, you know, we should help people out, please. And I rant <laughs> about. Sh- stupid things cis people have done or said to me and other people that I've witnessed um, but it also has some of my personal projects and some of like the work that I've done with clients and stuff yeah also like a business one but yes and then exhibitions oh ex- do I have a little list oh no I just like the one uh, which is the exhibition on Thursday yeah. which is the fine artery fine artery fine artery first I think first first one after mm-hmm. I graduated my first mm-hmm. exhibition as a photography graduate are you going to open night yeah yes okay. I'm so excited um I'm probably gonna cry but Same. Uh, <laughs> Same. no scar no makeup just yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> yes. and we're all gonna make a thousand new friends oh, and it's gonna be so cute it'll be amazing yeah um, so yeah, I will see you on Thursday. Thank you so much. Oh no, it was amazing on the show. We've had a great time. You guys, we've um, we had like a pre-record <laughs> chat that lasted now. <laughs> so we've just seen the time. Oh my god, you guys, it's quarter past three. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the end. Thank you for letting me rant. We loved it. So there you go. Thanks so much to Ollie for sharing. Thanks to Kate for bringing us all together. And thank you, dear listener, for joining in. Links to everybody's socials are in the episode description. And you can send any questions or comments to queertoqueerpodcast at gmail.com. Before I go, let me remind you, gender is an illusion and you are a spellcaster. Oat milk is the best milk. Fight me on it.